Positive Gains is back today, and our special guest is John Mosley, most notably from the uh, the hit TV show Last Chance You. He's a head basketball coach at uh, East Los Angeles College. Coach, thanks for being on today. Thanks for having me, man. Just staying busy, and uh, you know what? The pandemic stuff has still got me on Zoom. So we in Southern California, it's we still kind of uh, waiting to kind of fully open. So yeah. But it's just been good, man. It's given me a chance to kind of reach out and connect with people, uh, these different groups and all that. So, yeah, it's been good. Appreciate you. So uh, how did you feel when they first came to you about, you know, possibly doing the uh, the TV show? I'm sure you'd seen all the, you know, the football. And was it something that you wanted to create a different type of atmosphere other than football? Uh, You know what? I think organically it just happens. We're, you know, being basketball, it's, it's a little bit different, man. Uh, I think football, there's a hundred or so guys. Uh, they got their helmets on. Uh, they're not as recognizable, similar to how we got, you know, maybe the NBA or something. You could recognize the guys. They, a lot of emotion is showing. Uh, I think that spilled over in the show. You could see a lot of, uh, more of what's going on because you could see the emotion of the movements and, uh, you can see facial expressions and then it's a more intimate group because it's only about 15 players, you know, so you kind of can get familiar uh, with a, a, a little bit of a smaller group. And so, you know, uh, early on in the show, you talked about how uh, how you came to, you know, to be at East L.A. and then, you know, before playing overseas. Um, so what was that experience like playing over there and then taking those uh those lessons that you learned in the coaching. Yeah. So, you know what, man, I, I think it's adversity teaching these guys how to respond to adversity and in, in different cultures and different things that are going to happen in life uh, to be able to enlighten them. Like, Hey man, there's another world of basketball out there. Sometimes we grow up and go outside the door and the person we see playing basketball is, is our only is how we relate to basketball or just what we see on television. But there's another world out there. There's several cultures of basketball. There's several uh, ways to play the game, to be successful in the game. There's several careers with basketball. And so I just try to enlighten the guys and, and try to get them to, to be enlightened about the, the whole, from a holistic standpoint, the game of basketball. Not just, just, let me just play and put up points in what I see on television, you know, Kobe, Kyrie, and James, you know, LeBron. Not, not just, yeah. there's a lot of basketball out there, man. Not just, uh, what we see on television. Uh, and so I was able to bring that back and, and for myself being enlightened about being all over the world with basketball and being in different jobs, I can try to enlighten them and say, hey, man, let's, let's get through this adversity so that you guys can get out there and enjoy basketball, maybe in a different light, you know, not just here in Los Angeles. You know, there's places all over the world where you can enjoy it and it can change your life. And so, you know, when you, when you get there and, and now you're coaching and it seems that you, you talk a lot about adversity and, and being in Southern California, there's already, you know, uh, stigmatisms and, and you're already in a sense, you can, you can lose pretty easily um, because of the, the scholarship uh, uh, situation down there, the housing and things like that. Um, so building your culture, um, for you, how, how hard, again, was it to, to get these guys to buy in? Because your, your coaching style is uh, very unique and, and it has a, a way of getting through to them. So 
How, how was it trying to really get these guys to buy into what you were selling? I think it's building that relationship, man. You got to have an understanding of what's really going on in their lives. And if you could get them to, to feel that sense of, to trust you, you can get them to trust you because uh, we've gone through some burdens together and some of the burdens of what's going on in their lives. Now they trust you. And now uh, with that trust, man, they, they'll, they'll respond. And I, I found that to be, to, to hold true. And, you know, you try it on one individual and then you continue to move on it to the others. It, it's building that trust, number one, because you've gone through some burdens with them. And then number two, really understanding w- what's going on and how to get them to respond. And then also having a carrot, man, to dangle. Uh, what are their goals as well? And and to try to sell them on their goals, uh, you know, making their goals our goals as well. So, you know, you got to know all those different type of things. It takes work as a coach. You can't just, you know, lay the hammer down and say, do this. Uh, you got to figure out what they want as well and then try to merge that together. See, and I like how you you get up, you know, in the faces a little bit as far as I can practice how you, you know, you go in and defend them, you know, you're running with them, you know, like you said, you're holding them accountable, you're holding yourself accountable. So across the board, everybody's got, uh, you know, a role and, and no one's bigger than the other, you know, per yeah. se. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I try to stay as practical as possible. I try to stay as authentic as possible. And uh, I, I think, it comes down to servant leadership, man, making sure that we are uh, continuing to serve. And in that service capacity, man, there's a level of humility if you're going to serve. And I think maybe sometimes in leadership, we get a little full of ourselves and we forget that if we don't take care of those people that we serve in, if we don't make them feel uh, like, you know, we're just as human. And uh, if, if we don't, you know, have that sense that we understand, make them feel like we understand what they're going through and how they feel, then we can lose them, man, and they might not respond. So sometimes we got to get out there and we tell them to go, uh, go sweep up the, the, you know, go sweep outside and we get, maybe sometimes we got to go grab a broom and sweep with them, you know, or maybe, you know, if we tell them to go sweep, maybe we can come and hold the dustpan, right? So uh, I just think, you got to get down there in the trenches with them uh, in some ways to let them know that you're not bigger than this, you know? And I think someone who asked, they, they kind of asked me a question about, uh, you know, when I sweep the floor or mop the floor, I mean, to you know, yeah, there's a purpose behind it. I want to make sure it's done right. But at the same time, showing the level of, of, of servitude is important as well. Right. And the support, you know, you had a lot of support at home, you know, from your wife and, and so can you talk about that, the importance of, you know, taking on obviously a coaching job, uh, but then you've got cameras following you and you've got your own family. So, you know, the support, um, what yeah. was that like for you? You know what, you, you, you have to have, uh, I think first you got to take care of what you need to at home so that you can get that support. So, you know, my wife doesn't mind supporting me because we, we're trying to do things according, align with, with what God says in, in terms of the first thing that I got to take care of is I got to take care of home. I got to make sure God is glorified at home before I can step out and try to please and glorify God outside. So I got to make sure he's glorified there. I got to make sure that I'm serving at home first. I got to make sure that I'm leading and serving there. The servant leadership starts starts there. And then once you get that, just like a team, 
you know, just as the family follows, just like the team, if I'm, if I got servant leadership going on at, as a team, then the same thing will happen at home. Uh, and, and if I have it at home, the same thing will happen with my team, but it starts there at home. Uh, so, uh, when you look and you see how we were able to put that together, uh, at East LA college, really the, the practice or the, the core of it all starts in the home, because how can I lead anybody if I can't lead in the home and be a servant at home? So that's where it starts. And when I lead and serve at home, then when I ask my wife, say, hey, we got this going on, we got this sacrifice we need to make, then she's all up for it. And then the family, they just fall in line. So uh, I think that's the most important thing when you ask, you know, how do we get them to respond and do all this? Well, you know what, at home is, is first and I got to make sure that's in alignment. And then when we step outside and go to our careers and our jobs and we try to lead corporations and different things like that, then then it's just a mirror of of how we try to lead at home, you know. And it's not fair to to try to you know to try to have this great corporation and lead and all that, and the, and the homes are broken. So uh, uh, it, the burden is to make sure that that's in place before I even have everything outside of the home in in order. And, uh, you know, so while, while you're coaching, um, you know, obviously everybody's, you know, tapped in and tuned into the NBA and, and everybody's got their favorite player. They've got role models, the guys they want to be like, games that they, uh, uh, you know, feel like they are similar. Um, so coaching, how, again, how hard is it when, you know, you're trying to tap into a team goal and, and uh you know, you've got guys that that you bring in that you're trying to again tell them, hey, this isn't uh, you know me, 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 I, I, I. This is this is the team. You know, because as great as the NBA is, sometimes a lot of it can be ISO ball. So, is that something that you try to get away from and stick with the team? Yeah, you know, well, there's no way that you can uh, reach the goals, your individual goals, unless you lock into you know, because it's a team sport and even selling guys to say, Hey, if you want to move on to the next level, you got to show that you can be holistic with your game. You got to be an, you know, be able to perform individually, but also you have more value. Uh, I share with the players, you have more value, man. If you could, uh, if you could help somebody win, because you know what, that coach at the next level, if they don't win, then they probably are going to lose their job. So it's important that, uh, that he brings in those who are going to help him win and not those who are going to have these individual goals. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, you have your individual goal, but you have to know how to win. And knowing how to win uh, comes with playing as a, playing as a, as a team player. And, uh, and so that's something that, that you try to sell them on instead of just really overdoing it and saying, hey, you got to pass the ball, you got to move the ball. Just say, look, man, if you want to play at the next level, Here's what they're looking for. And this is what you got to break. And this is what you got to fix so that we can get you to the next level. Because guess what? That coach that may have that million dollar contract, he's not trying to lose it because you don't know how to pass the ball or because you're trying to get yours. You know, you got to understand how to learn how to win and, and all that as well. So those are those are some strategic ways you could sell it. Like, hey, man, if you want a future, hey, you can go ahead and shoot all you want. But if you want a future, and you don't understand how to pass and understand how to play as a team. And then, you know, having the credibility, fortunately, we've done it enough to that I have the credibility that I can kind of say, hey, 
this is what you're going to have to do, man. Uh, and then they'll listen. Uh, but it's selling them on what their goals are, whatever their goals are. You could sell them like, Hey, the way you're playing now, or the way you need to play or not playing or should play is what's going to help you meet your, meet your goals. And so that's kind of what I focus on in that regard. And because, because you got to play like a team in order to reach your individual goals. So then you, you've got these cameras around and, and I imagine that it takes a little bit of, uh, you know, time getting used to that you've got all these people, you know, in and out of practice at the games. Um, how was that, you know, having so many people on a crew following you around? Yeah, you know what, it takes some uh, getting used to. I think initially, initially it, it uh, you know, it, it, it was uncomfortable, but then it, it was kind of normal. We got kind of used to it. You worry about what you're going to say. And if you say something the right way, wrong way, I mean, Netflix uh, or the, the last chance you team, they did a great job of, of the chopping and editing and putting the story together, putting our, uh, every, our words together. And I didn't never, I never really felt uncomfortable throughout the whole show. So, uh, you know, you, you gotta, it, it was uncomfortable, but then it became comfortable. It was, it was just normal. I mean, heck, all these guys are on social media. All the players are on social media. Everybody's on a camera every day. You know, I feel like my life, is is on a camera as I'm trying to lead by example and I'm trying to be a leader and I'm trying to you know share my faith by the way I live out my life so I feel like I'm on camera anyway you know since I became a believer and I need to make sure I watch how I live out my life so that others can see a good example so uh so yeah man it it it, it became normal after a while they were out of the way it wasn't a big deal now, you, you know, again, you talk a lot about, you know, your faith and, and, and a lot of people will understand that, you know, you're a walking testament and, and you're, you're, you're doing it. You know what I mean? I imagine a lot of parents after the show were probably emails. I mean, I know that the, uh, the season was canceled, but um, I'm sure you guys got a lot of people trying to get their, their boys over there some way or another just to play for you because, they, you know, your persona. Man, they're so, you know, I've gotten thousands of emails. Um, you know, the team that we had that was on the show, they didn't really know uh, about, you know, Last Chance You. And so when they came in, they were surprised that we were doing it. And then after the kind of during the season or kind of afterwards, the show hadn't come out up until now, right? So a, right. the show comes out a year later. So we're actively recruiting and still, we really didn't mention too much that we were, you know, some guys would say, hey, I heard you're going to be on Last Chance Shoot. They didn't know how big it was going to be. So none of the guys that we have now even are here because of the show. So which is the way we liked it. You know, now we got to filter through all that. If guys really understand what our, what we're about or they, you know, and they're coming for the right reasons or they're coming for the show. So, uh, yeah, there's thousands of that want to come and. Uh, it's tough, you know, we'll have to navigate it, get through some of that stuff. Uh, but it's hard to respond to thousands that have reached out, but um, I'm getting calls from all over the world. You know, they're in all these countries say, Hey, I want to come play. And I'm like, man, we only got 15 spots, you know? Yeah. Uh, so you, uh, you know, you guys had the, the 2020 season, uh, got Knicks right there at the tournament in San Fran. Um, and then, so this season there's, there's no basketball, right? Still, Southern California has been tough, man, uh, here in Los Angeles. So we haven't been in the gym yet. So, yeah, it's been tough still. Yep. Still haven't been there. And, and uh, yeah, we, we're still 
yeah, we're still trying to uh, trying to get back, and it, we just released, or they just kind of released some some regulations to allow us to get back into the facilities. Yeah. So coaching uh, again, you know, I'm harping a lot on it. How would you describe your coaching style to somebody that's uh, you know never seen Last Chance You? They're not really familiar with you. How would you describe that to them? You know what? I, I I find it a challenge. There's a challenge to try to get everybody to respond the right way. And I think the biggest thing is to try to get all these guys to respond because they're going to have to respond to adversity in a the game. They're going to have to respond to adversity in life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I want to put them in the most adverse situation. So in practices, we like to be in an adverse situation, but nothing crazy uh that's not going to benefit we want the most adverse situation that's going to benefit these young men and that's the kind of environment that we put them in so we make it tough and it's really hard i make it so hard so that they they you know almost to the point where they quit but i tell them if you quit you're quitting on yourself because i'm not going to give up on you and so that's kind of the environment that we like to put them in uh very intense we 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 kind of perform with kind of like a chip on our shoulder and that that's kind of how we want it to be. I mean, that's how, what life is going to be all about. It's, you know, our, our society and culture is competitive. Yeah. No matter what you go into, what field, what world you go into, it's going to be competitive. And we want to prepare them for all, for all those, uh, you know, any adversity they're going to go through, man, anything in life, we want to prepare them for it. So that's kind of the sentiment that I come with. Uh, and, and I want to, you know, if we got to break them down, break down some of the arrogance and whatever they got going, we got to tear that down and then we got to build them back up with the confidence and knowing that they put in the time to work in, that they can go and they prepare for any adverse situation. So that's really where my concerns come from. A lot of people think it's about winning and losing and right. yeah, we want to win. I, Cause I text the guys every day. Winning is essential. You want to win, but at the same time, uh, I want you to win in life. I want you to win with responding the right way and all the, the different things that it takes to, to be successful. That, that's what, what winning is to me. Winning is essential. Winning the day, you know, winning these moments, winning, you know, getting coursework done and all that. So, uh, so yeah, that, that's really what we're trying to teach them in terms of the, the, the coaching style. And, you know, sometimes that comes with yelling and screaming. Sometimes that comes with love. Sometimes it comes with prayer whatever it takes to get them to that point to they can handle anything is, is uh, so that they're, that, that when they leave, man, that they don't have to come back home, they can leave and they can spread their wings and they can fly. Do you feel that it's harder getting a player like a, you know, a highly touted recruit that was a division one guy, and then he has to bump down to Juco. Is it harder to deal with that mentality or do you feel like it's the guys coming directly um, I don't want to say off the street, but right out of high school, um, maybe they had offers, but their grades just weren't up to par. You know what I mean? So I know it's still challenging, but is it, which one is, uh, you feel is a little bit more, you know what? I, I think maybe high school coming right in because I think their expectations are, you know, Hey, I'm going to come. It's just Juco. I'm gonna come dominate and I'm the man. I'm gonna be, I think sometimes at guys that are coming from division one, they know that, okay, this is my last opportunity. I need something happened that sent me back home. They're a little mature. They were at the university level. They know, and they want to get back to that level. So they're not going to make as many mistakes sometimes. And I I get that. They have a little bit more of a maturity level because they, they know what it takes 
in some ways. And so, so you get some of that, you know, yeah, uh, I would say the majority of the guys that, that that's how it is. Yeah. Of course, sometimes you get high school kids that they don't have bad habits. So they, they do well. And then you get some guys that come from university or transfers kickbacks. They, you know, they can be kind of, you know, kind of screwed up, but for the most part, the guys that transfer in, they like, you know what, something happened where I was at. Let me come back and figure it out. You know, I know this may be like the show. So that may be my last chance. And so let me get myself together and, and let me tell these young guys that, hey, this is what we need to do. If you guys want to get back to, if you want to get to the division one level, like I was at, man, here's, it's great. It's lovely. These are some of the things that you got to do. So, so for the most part, the, the it's a little bit tougher because we got to, you know, teach uh, the young guys, the culture, we got to teach them that, Hey, it takes work at the college level. And then now you jump into a college level, which some of those guys that come from the university, they at least know the, the work that it takes to be at that level. Now, uh, you know, an unpopular topic would be, uh, you know, what I like to call it helicopter parents, you know, they starting at the peewee level they you know, they come off the benches and they want to explain to the coach why, uh, you know, little Johnny is in averaging 30 points or whatever in middle school, high school. Have you ever had to deal with that in college? I would hope not where a parent has just been hovering, flying over, trying to get you to do what they want you to do. Well, I tell our guys this, the, the thing about junior college is it's, it's the college level. And, you know, by this time, the parents have kind of let them spread their wings a little bit. But I tell the players this at the beginning, and I say, I'm absolutely clear about this. I will not, do not have a parent, do not, a parent does not call me. Uh, this is college. They don't call me about playing time, about basketball, any of that. If a parent calls me, they can call me about academics. They can call me about your well-being, you're sick, you're injured. You can call me about that, but if they call me about that, then we got an issue. And now I will, there's going to be consequences for you. And if it persists, then you won't be a part of the team. So that never is going, you know, that, 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 that doesn't happen. If you have an issue with playing time, if you have an issue with basketball, you, you don't have to be a man and walk in my office and we're going to discuss it. If your parents has a question, that question needs to come through you and you need to walk in my office and discuss it. If the parent addresses me and approaches me, then more than likely you, you're not going to be with us uh, because that's inappropriate at the college level. And so that's one thing that's a, that, that's a non-negotiable. So that's non-negotiable. No parent is coming uh, to me. If, if their parent has a question, it comes through you and you be a man. And that's the beginning of, you know, understanding how to handle responsibility in life as well. Like, no, 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 no. The, you're in college now. In high school, it may be different because you still, you know, kind of living with a parent. You're still, parents are still taking care of you. More than likely, you're under 18, right? Right. But now you're over 18, man. You're in your 20s and your dad is coming to ask why your son's not playing. You know exactly why you're not playing. So you make it clear with dad yeah. or whatever questions dad has, it comes through you and you can come sit in the office and be a man and talk. Uh, if a parent wants to call me about academics, hey, let's talk about academics. Let's talk about the well-being, you want to know how safe your kid is with, you know, uh, we can even talk a little bit about recruiting, but uh, when it comes down to basketball and what's happening on the court, that's, that's, that's some pure non-negotiable. Non no, no parent comes and talks to me. 
And so when you're teaching these life lessons on and off the court, um, you know, the kids are buying in and they graduate, they move on to different things, even if they don't make it uh, overseas or in the NBA. How has it been seeing some of your former players um, come back and reach out to you and say, hey, I appreciate what you did, you know, what you taught me, I didn't understand it then, but now I do. You get a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, we stay in contact. I mean, you know, I I, I want to see them through. As I as I'm older in my adult age, man, I have uh, gone through some stuff now. So a lot of the guys they still reaching out and asking me about this and that. And again, it goes back to that trust. Uh, they trust me enough to call me and ask me questions about you know their life, their finances, their their career choices. And even still, I, I kind of will direct some guys if I hear there's some some job openings or different things like that. They say, hey, coach, you know, hey, you hear anything, let me know. And I'm directing, directing guys. So, yeah, it, it never goes away, man. It's not just about winning games. It's about directing, you know, these men, uh, you know, or, or anybody. Heck, I, you know, I teach at the college, di directing the young ladies. Anybody who comes across the path that has enough trust to ask me those questions, then I'm going to direct them or in the best way that I know how. And so the last thing I have for you, what is the uh, the impact that you hope to leave, you know, when you are officially done coaching and, and you can sit back and and just relax and take a deep breath? You know, what is what is it that you want to hear when someone says, what was John Mosley? Well, I hope that they can uh, that I've shed light on having a relationship with, with Christ and uh, to be able to build their faith. I mean, ultimately, the purpose is to please God while I'm here on earth. So hopefully that that stands. And if you talk about from a career standpoint, I hope that, uh, you know, it went from me being, wanting to be a, this great coach and everybody, you know, winning games to now really having an impact on these lives for all these young men to, to have moved on to, uh, to better their lives, to get an education, to get their degrees and to use basketball as a tool or vehicle to kind of, you know, give them a kickstart in life and how basketball I've used it. I mean, I'm been, it's over 20 years that I've used basketball as a career and it's, I've made a living. And so use it, you got right. it, your, your talent, whatever it is, if it's to play professional basketball, if it's to get your degree and go into a career field to be able to use basketball and hopefully I can leave, that, that legacy that I pushed everybody through uh, and helped them with their adversity and help them develop uh, uh, some tough skin or some thick skin to, to get through their, you know, any adversity and help them respond the right way in life so they can be productive in life, you know? So, so helping guys respond the right way to adversities in life through basketball. And then also hopefully I can share the gospel through, through uh, this sport. Well, I, I know I appreciated it, um, you know, the, the positivity with the show, um, the way you were able to gravitate towards the the guys and, and you knew what buttons to push and, you know, you didn't have to, you know, call them out of their name or anything or, you know, get physical or anything crazy. Just somehow you were able to uh, tap in and, and I really appreciated that. Um, but uh, again, today, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, taking the time out of your busy day. I know you said you've got tons of requests and uh, um, I mean, that that's good though. Um, but uh, I can't wait to see you guys back on, uh, on the court. Hopefully, hopefully soon. Yeah, man. 
we're looking forward to it, but you know, ultimately whatever God wants to happen is going to happen, but uh, we'll be waiting. We'll be ready to go to get these guys fired up and start a new season. So, uh, but appreciate you having me. All right.